the straight though, Nature Strip extends his lead on Eduardo, two and a half between them and they're well clear from the rest Nature Strip at the 250 two lengths in front, the eight year old Eduardo's trying his heart out but Nature Strip wants his piece of history today and he's got it, here's the TJ treble for the Sprint King, Nature Strip goes on to beat Eduardo, Palele third and wide up Bellucci Bay G'day listeners, welcome back to another episode of Triple J Racing Weekly, joined by the legend up in Queensland, Bryce Parker. How you going there, mate? Good, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. A uh, little week off for you, so uh, yeah, it's good to be back and ready to kick home some winners with, with the Group 1s here. It's a good time to be alive. How have you been? Yeah, I had a few things on last week, mate. Went up to Parramatta for the uh, Eels and Panthers game, which was a great night, but uh, obviously couldn't get involved in the podcast, but... Um, I don't think it was a, a week that um, I'm disappointed to miss that podcast, mate, because obviously, you know, a fair bit of track bias there in Randwick, and um, mm. it was a bit of a quiet meeting at Mooney Valley as well. So uh, what did you think of the, the races last weekend, mate? Obviously, the the, uh, the the bias was pretty severe there for on-pace horses, which made it pretty tough. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit sick of it. Like, And I know you can adjust as a punter, but for me, I'm always straight in early prices. And I, I'm just getting a little bit sick of... The, it's just first in or first to the to the rail, first one home, nothing can make ground because it, people say, oh, just adjust to the bias, it's easy. But then you've got every man and his dog looking for the lead. You've got leaders that aren't mapped to lead leading. It's not it's not that straight cut. Um, if it was just find the leader um, for the rest of the day, we'd all be making plenty of money. But it just gets messy. You don't have the best horses winning. Uh, I still had an okay day. I, I got a few of the best bets up and Troach did really well in uh, Victoria for me, which was good. Peach of a ride. But in terms of Sydney, mate, luckily I only had a few tips there because anything three or four uh, pairs back and you post and it just shouldn't be that way. It's There's no point even running any, anything that settles off the speed. Hey, as an owner, you just go, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. But you don't know until the day comes, hey. so Yeah, it's exactly right there, mate. And you made some very good points. I mean, as you said, you know, you can sort of watch the first couple of races. You can see the on-pace horses are advantage. It's hard to make up ground. And then all that happens from there on is the, uh, you know, connections to telling riders will try and find the lead and speed maps are out the window. And uh, yeah. it makes it very, very ugly watching. And then, you know, for example, a horse like Shorefire on the weekend just missed the kick by a couple of lengths. Well, that was race over for it. And uh, makes it very disappointing. But, uh, you know, the discussion about the rail is definitely ongoing and everyone's talking about it. So we'll see what goes on there. But... What about the performances of Eduardo and Zaki, mate? Eduardo first up in the Concord Stakes, absolutely super. And then uh, obviously a very strange drift, which was crazy. And then Zaki as well, fantastic performances. Yeah, absolutely. I saw plenty of people um, commenting back and forth about the taking the drift and with Eduardo <laughs> and whatnot. But I just took the $2 and I thought that was a steal because it's record at the trip and on the conditions was just next to none. I, I said to my mates, I said, there was a tab promo for both of those two horses to run top two, paying two fifty or something three dollars, and I said that's an absolute uh, certainty. Both of them are going to bolt in, and there's no no spoilers with the prices. But Eduardo was handing it to Nature Strip. I have no idea how he got out to nearly threes. That just uh, I do like Andamat. It's a good horse. It's been good to me, but it's not even near that league of, of Eduardo. And 
Yeah, he was he was near the speed, but I don't think he was exactly on pace. But he was always going to beat that lot. I don't know how he got to threes. He's, him and Nature Strip, they're the ones, aren't they? Best sprinters in Australia. Well, that's the thing. You know, those two uh, racehorses, Nature Strip and Eduardo, they're consistent. They're always performing exactly the same. And then every preparation, we all try and find these, old, you know, we all don't, but, but a lot of people try and find these up-and-coming sprinters that are going to knock them off. But every year, they just get let down. And I mean... Especially with the bias we saw on the weekend, Eduardo to drift out late when he's an on-pace horse, loves a wet track. Everything fell into place for him, and then there, you know, we're trying to put. Well, well, punters were trying to put money on Andermatt to run on from the rear and, and chase him down. It was crazy, but anyway, mate, we'll um look forward to some fantastic racing this weekend. Obviously, got a couple of uh, Group Two events in Sydney, and then the Maccabi Davis Stakes down at Flemington, which is a Group One race. Um, I think we're going to be on some soft tracks. Obviously, Rose Hill is currently a soft five, uh, rail at five metres and a bit of rain predicted tomorrow. So we'll be in that soft range. And obviously, it's a meeting that we probably need to try and work out whether we're going to be on pace or, or be able to make up ground. But I'm assuming you've just gone into the meeting with a fair frame of mind, mate, hoping that all horses can make up ground and uh, we'll see how we go there. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, pretty much. I'm not These days, I'm very hesitant to take anything that's a back marker. Um, as far as backmarkers go, the last one was probably Chalante, uh, which I think is going to be, um, I reckon it's a sneaky hope in the flight stakes. So that's as far as I'll go with backmarkers these days, mate. Everything needs to be settling midfield or better for me. Yeah, totally fair. And that Chalante is a, yeah, certainly a horse to follow, mate. You put me onto that one and I won't be jumping off anytime soon the way it's going. <laughs> uh, race two, you like one at Sydney, mate, in the midway, 1,200 metres. Uh, let us know who you think is going to win this one. Yeah, absolutely. I was pretty keen, uh, keep spades, so sixes into fives. And the thing is, you go look through its form last prep, mate, second to arbitration, who's going really well in uh, around that BM72 mark. Uh, and then it flogged ticket to anywhere. And I have a good opinion of ticket to anywhere. First up comes out, beats Laurelin, who's, um, as Gator would say, no slouch, 60.5 kilograms on the back. So drops four kegs here. Barrier seven's the only thing I'm a bit iffy off. I just want Kobe Jennings to be either outside leader or one pair back, nothing less. And uh, I assume Gibbo might try and push up with Darylina Bell. It doesn't want to get bailed on the fence. So I just think this form's right, mate. The Kips Bay form, drop in weight. And it's just, a, it's always been a really good horse with good upside. It, it uh, was in open company in Dooman earlier this year at a $2.80 pop. Failed, but a lot of respect in the market and ever since then it hasn't put a foot wrong i think it's going to be really hard to beat in this race i, I think that's super form and what would arbitration be in this it'd be a dollar 20 so i think that i think that will be winning this race honestly i'm quite confident darylina bell's probably the danger i do like it but barrier one it's just going to need to be finding the gaps then again you do get my man gibbo aboard so that might be worth a little bit of a saver but kips bay for me mate race two yeah, totally fair, and uh, good point you make about Darylina Bell. It's just the draw that looks a concern there. Obviously, Gibbo will have to work his magic, but um, I don't want to be reminded of her last start effort at Doombin as well. Had a bit of money on there and just found uh, found some backs in the straight, which was frustrating, but mm. hopefully Kips Bay gets you off to a winner there in the midway. Uh, mate, I've got one in race three, and I'm sure that you know which horse I'm going to talk about here, but it's the 2,400-metre Rambit Stakes. Oh, not Rambit Stakes, but it's Rambit Benchmark 78. Uh, look, Mom Felicity, once again, um, she's getting pretty a bit deeper into the preparation here. Yeah, don't smile, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she was 1,800 to 2,400 metres last start, and she was beaten by Impulsor, 
who was was uh, a lot fitter at the time. Mm. We get J Mac this time around. She draws a nice gate once again, which just allows her to be to be positioned perfectly in run. Um, and I just think she's uh, obviously meeting Impulsor a lot better at the weights this time around. I think she had every right to be feeling the pinch a little bit late there last start, and uh, that's what happened. She made a lot of ground on the rest of the field and couldn't get uh, Impulsor. And I think that uh, better at the weights and very low in the the weights here on this field. I think she's the one to beat in this race. Um, did you have an opinion of that one? Uh, yeah, I was just smiling because I knew <laughs> I knew who you'd be on. And look, mate, I completely agree. I don't know why uh, Impulse is favourite at the moment. You go right. So we've got we've got J Mac hopping aboard, best jockey in Australia, one of the best in the country. We've got a swing at the weights. We've got a better draw. Can just camp off Impulsa. Big swing at the weights. I I, I would have Montefelicity two dollars fifty Impulsa four or fives. I think it's a good tip, mate. I, I think it should be going extremely close. I, I would not be backing Impulsor at those odds. I think you, you've nailed that in terms of what I would have the market as well. And obviously, um, you know, last last time they met, Impulsor already had two runs over the 2,000 metres for a bit of fitness there. And yep. Mom Felicity just going from 18 to 2,400. She was super. And um, I think she's got the rest of this field covered. So uh, with that weight swing, I think she's going to be hard to beat at $3.70. Uh, race five, mate. Um, I was talking to you about this horse a bit earlier. Remark returns in the 1100 meter. Greg Davis benchmark 88. Um, he's obviously a horse that he returns Gelder off a tieback operation to fix up a breathing issue, which was quite clear and um, absolutely available for everyone to see the last preparation. But if you go through his form, um, he was two lengths off Animo in the Todman, two lengths off Pallali in the Rosebud, one and a half off Animo in the Run to the Rose. He obviously had a poor run in the Golden Slipper, and then uh, he. Opted to, or Hugh Bowman, I think, was aboard and opted to pressure in the Congo in the Golden Rose, and that was just a disaster for a horse that has a breathing issue. He's come back out this preparation. He's trialled twice, both in good time, both in good order, and he's also been gelded, uh, which means this racehorse needs to now make money on his uh, purchase price, which wasn't cheap. And uh, I reckon he can run a big race here first up, and I think if his breathing issues are gone, I think he's a really good horse. Um, obviously, it's a pretty good quality field here. Clemenceau is a horse i got a lot of time for, uh, but also I think a lot better on a, on a firm deck. And uh, that was why I was happy to go with Remark. Uh, what were your thoughts in this race? Yeah, I see where you're going with Remark. I've been, I called on it a few times and I know it always trolls the absolute house down. That was my only knock was that it always trolls so well. Um, I want to see it come out and do it. But that being said, uh, if I was going to be backing one, I would be with it. I do want to see it put a win on the board, but I honestly, mate, it could be these by five lengths if it puts it all together. Uh, that Animo form is simply outstanding for this kind of race, and it wins. The, the only reason I didn't want to bet into this race is because I was on Tri-State first up, and I did like its return, um, Shades of Rose form, and Starman's over the odds because that's just got really good ratings for this kind of race. But... Yeah, it's a bit of a tricky one, mate. I hope Remark comes out and wins, though, for your sake and just for the horse's sake. I know it's got a lot of talent, had a fair share of issues. Just he's hoping Bowman's somewhat up near the speed because he's been very hit and miss lately. So fingers crossed for Mark, mate. I think I think it's a good backing at 440. That's a good price. Yeah, really good points you make there. And obviously when a horse is returning from a tie-back operation like that, the first run back is obviously the most crucial because uh, if things go wrong after an operation, first run back, well, then you generally think that, righto, this is looking no good now. And in the two trials, he has been pushed forward. So I do believe from a wide gate they'll push forward, which should suit here at uh, Rose Hill. And the last comment I want to make is, 
you know, his early days form, if he went along with along with it and um, progressed into the horse that we all thought he was going to be, he wouldn't even be in a race like this. So that's why I'm happy to take the 440 in knowing that we're taking on a horse that has breathing issues and we hope it's gone. So it is a bit of a risk with a bit of a low reward. So that's a hard one, mate. But um, this next race we're going to talk about, I'm really excited about. It's the Group 2 Run to the Rose for three-year-olds, set weights and penalties over 1,200 metres. Um, current favourite is Best of Bordeaux at $3.60. We've got uh, Natuno in there, Fireburn, the Golden Slipper winner, returns at $6.50. In secrets in there, um, and obviously got Sajardin and Swiss Exile next line of betting. Um, obviously going to be a good tempo set here with likely Best of Bordeaux shooting forward. Swiss Exile, I would imagine, will be on uh, Best of Bordeaux's backside. And I'm really looking forward to this race, and I want to know what your thoughts are. Yeah, it's it's, it's a cracker race. I've, I'm a fan of so many of these horses. Um, Natuno and Swiss Exile, pretty hard to split. I thought they were both really good. Golan said Natuno's come on since. Swiss Exile ran really well. And we had a bit of a blowout winner that day. Last prep, when Fireburn won its first race back from the break on the heavy, and it's won on good twice before that. Uh, so I don't think it's just a wet tracker. I think it's just a damn good horse. After that first up win, I was red hot on it. Uh, next run and $12 was getting about. And I was just extremely confident that it, it was, it was over the odds. So many people were tipping so many things that day without much luck. It absolutely ran past best of Bordeaux. Like it was a statue. And then it runs again. And every man and his dog had cheese extreme to beat Fireburn and Fireburn just came out and absolutely obliterated the field. And then obviously we had Probably not the greatest steer and just a day where it was just rails in run and it just missed out picking up She's Extreme. I know that this wasn't really the target, but I know that uh, Portelli said it's going as good as it can go. It's bad with track work, but is this has just got to be the best horse in this race by a long, long way. Uh, if and At the end of the day, you have a look at the runs on the board, fire burns five from seven. And you've got in secret at the moment, it's just sitting on the two wins. Uh, Natuno sitting on the three wins. And then you've got Best of Bordeaux who's sitting on two wins. So Fireburn's gone and done it. You've got the curse and all that. But I couldn't back Best of Bordeaux at 360. Fireburn obliterated it last time. So I saw the markets go up and I saw saw that price and I went, really? Like, And I know that there's got might be a bias. Barrier 7, first up. Uh, and people are putting it a wet tracker, but I think it was just as good on dry. I can't get away from Fireburn, mate. I, I think it's just, I think it's the best horse in this race. And Sajardin is the one I'm worried about. I know that it was really unlucky in the Fireburn race. I know you have a big opinion of it. It's it's a damn good horse. Just barrier 10. If we have that fence and run bias, it's going to be tricky, but I'm really weary of that. And then obviously Natuno and uh, Swiss Exile, you could back them both. There's nothing between them. And I'm fans of both of those horses. And in secret, unlucky first up. So, yeah, cracking race, mate. But I'm going to stick with Fireburn. It's done me that well so far. Um, I'm four wins on it in one second. I think it's. I think it'll just win this. And people will go, gee, 650, how'd they bet that? Best horse in the race by far. Just, yeah, obviously has to be ready first up against a cracking field. But best of all, though, I could not possibly have at those odds. What have you got, mate? Yeah, mate, great points again. Uh, look, this race for mine, I, 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 to be completely honest, I don't exactly know what I'm going to do yet in terms of, um, yeah. you know, diving right in. I have played Sajardin early, and I did send Sajardin out early, um, and that's just with me hoping that the truck is as fair as it can be on Saturday and the rail's in the right position. 
Uh, my opinion is I've obviously loved him since day one and I've always been excited about his three-year-old days. I thought his win in the Breeders' Plate on debut was something special, you know, really darting through the small gaps in the field, which showed how good of a horse he was. I was able to see him in person there a couple of times early doors and I thought, geez, this is a really nice type. And uh, from all reports, he's come back an even better type. Uh, one run from last preparation that really got me thinking this is a special horse was winning from last over 1,100 metres at Rose Hill. Now, that's not easy to do for a, a seasoned veteran galloper, you know, let alone a young horse. So i uh, always been keen. I think his two trials leading in have been perfect. I think he's, you know, cherry ripe here. I just think we need a fair track for Sajard and I think he can get over the top. Um, it's 1,200 metres, which I think suits. It gives him that extra ground to make up the ground. Uh, well, yeah, make up ground. And also his, his golden slipper run, he was very unlucky. So I think that um, that ninth yeah. in his form guide is fair enough. So I just think he's over the odds against a couple of horses here that I think are unproven at the level where Sajardin sort of is. And then obviously I've been red or hot on the heels of Swiss Exile as well. And uh, what you get with him is just a, a dead set consistent galloper and he doesn't let you down. Um, he had a fantastic Queensland carnival uh, where he was able to win a race and finish second in two quality races. Um, first up in the San Domenico, he obviously weakened late, but he put himself in the race first up, um, probably needed the run. And, you know, a lot of nice types behind him weren't able to chase him down despite him doing work early. So it shows that he's got a, a good engine about him. And one thing that a lot of people don't realise, you know, you look at a race and you go, well, this horse didn't run 1,100 last start, so he might struggle leading again at 1,200. But the 1,200-metre the races are run at a lot slower time early. So I think 1,200 metres suits him a lot better. He's a lot fitter. And Clipper will have him right on the back of best of Bordeaux. I think that there's a lot of horses that are a bit slower out of the gates here. So I think Swiss Exile is an excellent bet as well. So I'm sort of torn between those two, mate, and I'm not really looking anywhere else. But it's certainly a fantastic race and a great lead-up to the Golden Rose in a couple of weeks. I'm a bit confused with, um, and I completely agree with, with your points there. I'm a bit confused with Best of Bordeaux because I'm hearing a lot of hype. So far, it's it's what beaten Magic, who still hasn't broken Maiden in, in Tuesday now. I still can't put them away. It's run second to Fireburn, 2.5 lengths. Fireburn had its measure well and truly. It gets a one kilogram swing for a 2.5 length margin and then comes out and, yeah, it was unlucky, but it lost by three and a half lengths. Nothing where I went, geez, I want to back that next start, and it's $3 in this field. Uh, what? I don't get it. That magic form's terrible. Um, and then, obviously, Fireburn, I rate that form, but Fireburn smoked it, gave it uh, Windburn. So why Fireburn's double the price beats me, mate, but that's how they've marked them. I don't think Best of Bordeaux is going to win. I think a lot of that has gone into that recent trial prior to the first start run where, you know, but you expect on-pace horses to run fast in trials. It's simple as yeah, that, and that's, that's what it. they do. Swiss Exile yeah. did the same thing, and, um, you know, you, can, you can't judge a galloper off the trials, and, and you're right, his race day form is, is okay, but, um, you know, we saw first up, something goes wrong for him early, he was out of the race. Over-raced, yeah. wasn't in a good position, so, but I, I think that he will hopefully jump a lot better for those connections on Saturday, and He'll run a big race, but I think you're right. I think at the odds, I, I was happy to look straight past him at the considering his favourite. Yeah. Race eight, mate, is the Theo Mark Stakes. It's a group two race. Uh, I'm also really excited about this one, and I think that there's a pretty good edge here. I'm pretty keen to dive into uh, Ellsberg. I think that uh, Ellsberg and Mr. Mozart, Mr. Mozart, and they're coming out of the same trial where they split a rock-hard fit crosstalk, which is a great read. Um, and obviously Ellsberg... 
He had a pretty good preparation last time around against some really nice types. Comes out, has a break. He's a first-up jet. He's an absolute track specialist at Rose Hill. He's unbeaten first up, three from three. And uh, at the track, he's three wins, three seconds from seven starts. So I think I'm um, looking off his trial recently. I'm happy to side with him. Mr. Mozart, I thought, trialed unreal. However, I just think that Mr. Mozart isn't up to the level of Ellsberg as a, as a class galloper. And Ellsberg's a more proven horse in terms of what he's achieved over his career and the races he's raced in. So at the price, I was able to side with Ellsberg. Um, I'm interested to hear what your thoughts were. Yeah, I'm happy to stick out, mate, but I completely agree with your points about Ellsberg. It's sort of that between it and Mr. Mozart, but if it's going to be any what on speed, it's Ellsberg, isn't it? Every day of the week. So uh, it's ticking boxes, mate. Flies fresh, got a great running pattern. It's going to be really hard to beat. Yeah, and obviously a horse I've been really keen on for a long time is Jarmaya, but I think she's probably stepping up a little bit in grade here, and uh, she's that type of horse that needs a good track. And I don't, we're not going to get a good track on Saturday, no matter what happens. I know it's in that soft five range now. We might avoid rain tomorrow, but if they get a couple of millimeters, it's out of her um, best best conditions. She's a good four horse, and that's it. Soft six, soft seven. She loses her turn of foot massively, and um, I just think Ellsberg's the class horse here, and, and they're giving us three seventy. So I'm keen to keen to side with him. Uh, race nine is the Sherico Stakes for, for fillies and mares. It's a group two race. Uh, the current favourite is Shades of Rose, obviously in a really red-hot streak at the moment at $3.10. Espiona returns at $3.40. We've got Bella Nipotina, who was unreal last start, $8. Um, then we're getting out of double figures with My Whisper, It's Me, and a couple of nice horses. Um, plenty of tempo here, which uh, I think is going to make things a little bit negative for Shades of Rose. What were your thoughts in this race? Don't think I've ever won on Rachel King. So straight away, <laughs> I've gone with J-Mac on Espiona. He, he's off Shades of Rose. Um, I've won plenty of races on J-Mac. And I think Espiona is a better horse. Um, I think it's got the better form. Shades of Rose, absolutely airborne, no knock. And it's, it's flying. But the horses it's been beating... Yeah, like Monty Ditto, Sneaky Page has won since, Mal Tide. They're, they're good horses, uh, but Espiona was going to be the next big thing. J-Mac jumps aboard. Um, I just think if it's if it's right and good to go, it should be far too good for these. And it just – and horses can go a little bit – you know, they can go a bit off. They're not always going to be on. But you've got second to Fangale just. That day was a bit unlucky. Third to Hinged, one off run and then came out and won by 4.5 lengths. So this massive hype around Espiona kind of flopping, I don't think it's true at all. Um, Hinge went, was, is a very good horse, Star Tontes. Um, so on the form, mate, I think Espiona should be winning this. And that whole gone off the boil, um, I think that 4.5 length romping was just a statement to say, hey, I'm still as, as good as most of you thought. Um, a horse can put in a bad run. So yeah, mate, I'm all over Espiona here. What do you think? Yeah, 100%. I've got a couple of comments about a few runners. Obviously, Shades of Rose, you can't knock her at all. Uh, she's rock-hard fit. I think the negatives this time around, uh, she goes out to Barrier 13 and uh, loses J-Mac, as you mentioned already, uh, gets Rachel King aboard. I think this is a much harder race. There's a lot more pressure in this race. She seems to be just been able to get a few soft leads there on a track that really suits the last couple of starts. So um, mm. I think this is a much, much harder race. And in regards to Espiona, look, she, as you mentioned before, we got to remember the last preparation. First up, she was just beaten by Fangirl, as you said, and probably likely a little bit unlucky on a good track. 
And for the rest of the preparation, she was in that wet weather conditions where, you know, every truck was a heavy nine, heavy 10. So um, I think that, you know, you can completely forgive her for that. And I thought the trial the other day at Randwick was absolutely excellent. I thought she was double gripped by J-Mac the entire time, not giving away absolutely anything. And I think he's pretty excited about her preparation. Obviously, regarding her, it's all about whether you think she's going to be ready first up, but um, she's definitely got the class to win this race. And then we've got Bella Nipotina, who was absolutely super first up at the Valley, um, backing whispers up that she was absolutely flying in track work, and she's probably better suited at 1,200 metres. So wet tracks, no conditions. Uh, her only concern is whether they can run on. But I, I think I'd be able to play around Shades of Rose this week as well, mate, and I'd likely be on Espiona. And, and I think Bella Nipotina is a fantastic place price, but probably got a little bit of work still to do on that race. Yeah, I agree there. Uh, Flemington is currently rated a soft six. Rail's in the true position, but I think they're getting rain as we speak and they've got a fair bit predicted for tomorrow, mate. So I think that we're probably likely going to be on a, uh, you know, deep soft track, soft seven, maybe even a heavy eight, but we'll have to wait and see there and, and see what happens. Um, you'll probably be surprised that I'm not tipping the horse in race one, but uh, we'll start things off with your your first player, the Flemington car, which is in race three. Uh, it's 1,100 metre race. We've got Gennady. Here at four dollars, Ohio and English Riviera at six fifty, Bubble Palace nine dollars, and then out to some large odds. Who do you think is going to win this one? Really good race, and of English Riviera, I was really happy to see do that ten length romping because you go back last prep, it's got open form around uh, Revolutionary Miss, and it was second uh, really red hot favourite to Lofty Strike, who I have a pretty good opinion of. I think that's the right kind of form. It came out one by 10 lengths. I know it was a really weak field, but it ran a super rating, super times. It's, it just maps so nicely here. Uh, and I just think it's it's a very good horse with plenty of upside. The other one that, that I'm interested in here, I think um, I'm worried about OJ, or however it's pronounced with Craig Williams. But the other one I'm interested in is, is Bubble Palace, just because another good running pattern, four length win last start in open company, obviously much harder here, but doing everything well and everything right. Um, won both of its starts by a combined seven and a half lengths. So I was happy to back both of those. Uh, you've got Oliver on the fave, uh, Jantes. Yeah, it's looks smart, but I'm happy to look, look for a little bit more value about. And I just think English Riviera, mate, I, I think that 10 length win just rated pretty clear of this bunch. If it brings that, Again, and it was it was eased to the line. It, it was cruised through the line. I think that could give this a massive shake. Six dollars fifty is a very good price. Yeah, very interesting there. I'm uh, certainly worried about English Riviera, but also we have a little bit of a nudge on Queen of the Ball at fifteen dollars and four forty. Yeah, um, obviously she's an on pace horse who comes out of the silver silver shadow there, which was a uh, interesting race. But I think that the horses that beat her home that day after she did a lot of work early um, are horses that I'd have in single figures here. She obviously goes down the straight at Flemington here now for the for the first time, which I I find uh, interesting, and I'm I'm sort of wondering how she's going to handle it. But she drops back from 1200 to 1100, which means she's got the fitness there to sustain a good gallop. Um, she draws midfield in between two on-speed horses as well, so that she that gives um, Blake Shin the the ability to take a seat if he wants to. I don't want him to do that. I want him to run at a good tempo and hit the front, take the lead, and and, and bowl him away early. Um, but yeah, I just think she's over the odds at 15 and 440 for a horse who's got, you know, proper Sydney form all around her. And, and, uh, you know, you're lining that up with obviously the Melbourne progressive types as well. It's hard to line up, but I just think the odds, odds are enough for me to have a little nibble on queen of the ball there. 
Yeah, definitely. When I had to do a write-up for this race today and I actually had it in pick number three. It's probably the one that is overs. Um, Zoo Gotcha in, in secret in front of it. So that's really good form for this. Up in weight, but yeah, Blake Shin aboard. It's massive shout at odds, mate. That was that was in for third for mine. So definitely have to spec that as well. Yeah, great race. Uh, we'll get into the group one now, mate, which is uh, the Maccabi Diva Stakes over obviously 1,600 metres. It's a weight for age. Um, the current favourite is on Thunderstruck at $2.40. Blake Shin rides Cascadian at six fifty. Uh, we got Alligator Blood four eighty, Western Empire six fifty, and then out to some large odds. I think we've got a similar opinion of this race, mate, and I'll let you rattle off why you think on Thunderstruck's gonna win. Yeah, don't get too involved with racing Twitter. I know there's a lot of hit and miss stuff, but I saw a lot of people putting on Thunderstruck with the map, the setup, just not not as good of a horse. Saw um, plenty of sort of tipsters and, and voice about Western Empire and uh, and Alligator Blood and just scratching the head, mate. I, I sort of, uh, every man and his dog was against I'm Thunderstruck, but you, you go lay down the facts. Well, Western Empire, no doubt good horse, but you look at its last two wins before the first up run, both of the horses that it beat, uh, Notorious One and can't remember the name of the other one, off the boil. They have just gone completely off the boil. Um, both horses haven't even run a place yet since. So that's shocking form for mine. Um, yeah, it was okay first up. Uh, sad people saying it should have been ridden colder. But, I mean, I'm Thunderstruck walked past it like it was a statue. And the thing is with Thunder, mate, right? So barrier one, it's Flemington. So Zara just needs to bullock at the right time. And I think it's all over. We've got... The past two runs at the 1600 on Thunderstruck, second to Zaki, second to Mr. Brightside. That's two of one of the best horses in Australia, in my opinion, mate, in an all-star mile and a Doncaster. So I'm Thunderstruck. I think is the best bet you can have all weekend. I know barrier one's probably not ideal, but if Mark Zara can just bully someone out of the way and get clean air, I'm extremely confident she'll be winning this race. Extremely confident, mate. That record at the 1600, I would be happy to take a dollar fifty. Honestly, I think it has panels on this bunch. Um, if Western Empire can find three links on it, and well played, that's a that's a very good form reversal. But I think I'm Thunderstruck is going to is going to belt these. Uh, and and what? Just one more thing. Everyone said Alligator Blood really stiff. Oh, I thought it was unlucky, but it wasn't that unlucky, was it? I thought it still had its run, and it was very plain. So. Moanga needs to improve. I think this is a very average field. You've got a fella running second to Zaki and Mr. Brightside. I think it is a cracker bet. What about you? Yeah, I'm not sure I'd take a dollar fifty, mate, but I completely agree with everything you said. And you've you've rattled off a lot of the things that I was gonna mention as well. And I mean, the biggest one for me is all the talk about, you know, I'm Thunderstruck. He's not proven at weight for age. Well, as you said already, finished second in an all-star mile, which was weight for age. Finished second in a Doncaster Group 1. Finished second first up here in the Memsey, which was a weight for age. And, and, and you mentioned all the winners. Zaki missed the bright side. Well, Snapdancer won the Memsey. And Snapdancer just got snapped up for the uh, Tab Everest coming up. So you literally can't get better form lines than that. And, and we're talking yep. the Flemington straight over a mile. Barrier one, yeah, okay. But if he's patient enough, he's going to get his opportunity at an early enough time to make a long run. And I think he's going to be too good for him as well, mate. Totally agree. A little bit concerned about cascading because I think that she, uh, he's a, a proper miler as well, which is an interesting one. But I'm all aboard. Uh, I'm Thunderstruck as well, mate, is my best bet for the, for the day also. And sorry, one more thing is with Cascadian, uh, and I know it's racing extremely well. I think it is a danger, but you go look at its SPs. The thing has been 20 bucks for most of its career. All of a sudden, we're, we're putting it as a threat to um, I'm Thunderstruck. And 
if everything goes right for Cascading, it can win, but you, it's just one of those things that are really hard to catch. On its day, it can go well. It's always SPing massive prices. It, it's just a hit and miss kind of horse. Whereas I'm Thunderstruck, um, as you said, mate, Zaki, Mr. Brightside, both are the two horses in the past two or three weeks that you've gone, wow, they are on to bigger and better things. They're the two. If I was going to own horses I've seen run besides Animo that I go, yep, they're, they're the, some of the best horses in Australia. So, And the other thing was I'm Thunderstruck should have won last start. I mean, it was brutally unlucky. It was thundering home. So, yeah, I think it'll win, mate. I think it's a cracker. Well, I totally agree. Uh, race seven is the Let's Elope Stakes, which is a group two race, I believe, for four-year-old mares. Uh, I'm pretty keen on one of you, mate. Top of the top of the market with well, well top of the weight. Sorry, yearning at twenty dollars. Uh, look, I just thought I took a little bit of the thirty dollars in a punters club last night with a small bet because I couldn't believe what she opened and she's come in a little bit, but she's still a great price at the twenty dollars. Uh, I think she's a very well-bred horse. I've always had an opinion on her, and I think she finds a winnable race here. She obviously um, she's a horse that finds trouble and she frustrates you and she she looks as though she's going to do something special and then all of a sudden you just get a little bit disappointed by her. But uh, we got to remember she's still only a four year old man. She turned four recently. Um, I think she's trialed super coming into this race, um, and I just think that this might be her preparation to really build on and go go away with it. Um, I think this is a very winnable race at really large odds, and I'm just happy to to go in at the probably a one time three play made a bit more of the place. Uh, I think she's double my price, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts. I think you're pretty keen on the favourite. Really keen on yearning, mate, as well. I've tipped it up. It's actually, um, yeah, my value of the day. So I'm thunderstruck into yearning and we'll be laughing. But you're right, mate. And it's for, if it runs up to its first up effort last prep where it was against the bias, I remember messaging you saying, and Lloyd is saying, geez, yearning just went super. I was really keen on it then when it was way over the odds. And if it brings that run, I think it'll win this, mate. That was an enormous first up run on a day where nothing could nothing could make uh, any ground that day. It was bog track, it was leaders, and yearning just ripped home. So I'm pretty confident it's going to go close, mate. It is a frustrating horse, but if the brakes go its way, I think it'll be winning. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I guess, obviously, um, I know exactly which race you're talking about because I ended up back in a second and third up after that and got disappointed. And that was um, yeah. going back to my comments there about her being a bit inconsistent. But, Jesus, is a winnable race at really good odds. And I know there's a couple of nice types here, but I'm really keen on uh, having a bet on yearning and hopefully it works out for us. Uh, you've got one for us in race eight, mate, which is the Bobby Lewis uh, group two as well. Who do you like here? Giving the horse a shout, mate, because uh, I know it was it caused a massive boil over. And uh, the thing is, and it's really well backed. Um, I was on at 23s. It's into $14. You can make a case because it's it's return was super. It gets back to the track and trip where it won. Obviously, it was a massive SP, but I was reading Patrick Maloney's quite confident. It's going extremely well at home. It beat the astrologist. Uh, it just looks really well suited here, mate. Not a bad, not too bad of a draw. I was struggling to find a reason why I couldn't put this bunch away. Uh, I mean, especially when you've got dangers in the market, um, shooting for gold, who you know what my opinion is of that horse. And then Swats, that could be dangerous, especially from the Mayor Eustace camp. But overall, um, it's coming off a new market win and you're versing... Uh, you know, serious suspect and things like that, who I don't think would, would give that a shake. So the astrologist and and uh, rock and horse are the ones for me in this, mate. I'm a bit worried of Vern Scover. Excellent return. Super ride from Willow. Um, a good upside, but I just reckon that new market form, if that's 
the right race I'm thinking of Newmarket. That's that's got to be the, the right form for this. Um, so I'll, I'm happy to take them both. Rock and horse and astrologist. Have you got anything for that? Yeah, beauty, mate. You just reminded me about uh, how shooting for gold had no chance there last start and, and won the race. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to dive through the podcast uh, videos to find that one and uh, maybe post up a video. But anyway, yeah, it was a great performance. Uh, no, nah, nothing in that race for me, mate. I'm, uh, I just found that tough down the straight. Obviously, serious suspects one you got to look at down the Flemington straight. But I think you might be on the right one at a pretty good price. Um, you've got one for us in Doombin, race six, which is the Doombin Mile. Uh, looks like it's going to be a soft five or wet track on the weekend as well. Who do you like here? Yeah, I'll just go through this one quickly. Just Welsh legend, mate. New South Wales form, light in the weights, nice map, good draw. And uh, you go look through last prep, third to Skyman, third to Acceleration, beat Cool, who's a bit hard to catch. But if it runs up to that third third to Skyman and Dr. Drill, it'll give this a really good shake. Uh, so I love that New South Wales form and it's just got nothing on its back. I think it can go really close against this lot. Excellent, mate. Yeah, that looks like a good read. And that first up run at Hawthorne was actually a pretty good performance. And, and uh, Welsh Legends, the horse that always improves second up. So soft track tick, great draw with no weight. Um, I think that's a, an excellent play. Uh, mate, I think we know our best bets for the weekend. We're both on, on Thunderstruck. Uh, my value bet for the weekend is going to be yearning. And I know yours was probably going to be similar as well. Have you got anything else out wide there at a little bit of odds for punters? Yeah, we must be onto something good if we've both got the same best in value. But I'm going to go um, Kips Bay as well. Race, race two, Rose Hill with those form lines. And um, probably something on Chalante and the flight stakes for the futures, mate. It's $26. I think that looks a very, very, very smart galloper. So if, have a think about that for, if anyone likes future betting. Not going to talk you out of that, mate. That horse is absolutely flying. Righto, mate. Triple J Racing Weekly Podcast. I'm thunderstruck into yearning at massive odds. Get on board. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great weekend. Thanks for having me, mate. Good luck, punters, and go thunder.